Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Acting Like an Actor. I'm your host, Sophie Jordan Collins, and today we are joined by voiceover actor Michael Ursu. Michael is known for voicing Toby Sorelli in Silent Hill Ascension, Vincent in the podcast series We're Alive Descendants. Michael's also done voiceover for, you know, small little companies like Del Taco, Toyota, and Nerf. Michael tells us the first steps to get into voiceover, how much voiceover work actually pays, and what equipment he recommends. If you're an actor wanting to get into voiceover, or you're just a human wanting to get into voiceover, then this is the episode for you. Are you rich? Are you famous? What have you been on? I don't really recognize you, and neither does my mom. Can you laugh? Can you cry on command? I mean, you said you were an actor, man. Let's get back to playing in the shadows. Dude, I'm just acting like an actor. All right, hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, welcome back to Acting Like an Actor. I'm your host, Sophie Jordan-Collins, and today we are joined by... Michael Ursu, a.k.a. Maku. Michael Ursu. So we're going to be chatting about voiceover and all the things today. Um, I just briefed Michael on our first segment, so let's dive in, my friends. Sure. Here is Irritating Icebreakers. (laughs) Question number one. Finish the sentence. When I dance, I look like... A fool. Okay, quick answer. What is one thing that annoys you the most? Uh, Bad drivers. Okay, that's a very L.A. one. (laughs) Okay, and then our last Irritating Icebreaker. What's the first thing you thought about this morning? Get into work. Okay. You worked this morning? I did I did some VO this morning. Oh, VO yeah. this morning. That's okay. Right. Look at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, he's working. I Same am. Job. Um, okay, so speaking of working, Michael. Yeah. This is a, a big, bold question, but do you care to give us your story? Of sure. Of how you fell into this industry from the beginning to yeah. where you are today? Well, I was, uh, I was raised in Queens, New York. Uh, my mom immigrated from Romania. She defected from communist Romania. Um, raised me in New York. I, uh, I found like an affinity for music when I was young. So I started playing guitar. I started singing, playing bass. I went to school for music at Occidental College in Eagle Rock. Um, God, that was 11 years ago. Long time. So did you move to California right when you were 18? Uh, yeah. Okay. My mom was like, you're going to California. And I was like, why? She's like, I'm living vicariously through you. Okay. (laughs) Wow. um, So, yeah, Occidental was one of the schools I got into. um, And I decided there that I wanted to study music. And so after college, I I found some odd jobs like um, with an orchestra, notating stuff for them, helping them arrange stuff uh, at at a church choir, helping them organize their music library. And I was also scoring for them. Uh, features and shorts and commercials here and there. And I also joined a band too. And it was in this band that my bandmates convinced me, they both grew up in LA and they both convinced me, Hey, like you should try acting. So I said, okay, why not? And uh, this is at a time when Craigslist was like, not that lame. I still find stuff on Craigslist. You do? Yeah, if you type in Los Angeles talent gigs, occasionally there's good stuff. Oh, but anyway, do I need to get back on there? <laughs> Check it out. You just have to be careful. Okay. You're right. But anyway, <laughs> so I know. Well, eight years ago, I I, I found an, an extras gig, and it was like okay. 60 bucks for six hours. And at the time, seven years ago, 60 bucks kind of went a little yeah. far. Um, right. Now it is. And now it is, yeah. yeah. Now it is, man. But I showed up looking really nice, and I get there, and they're like, hey, you want some lunch? I'm like wow, 60 bucks and lunch? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. And I sit next to this guy and we had to, like, we had to pretend laugh for um, for the scene. We're watching a comedian on stage and we have to okay. pretend laugh. Mm-hmm. And we actually just cracked each other up. Oh, and we're man. laughing for real. And the AD had to come by and be like, guys, stop laughing for real. Just right. pretend to laugh. Um, and I found out the guy I was paired with was like homeless too. So I'm like, oh, what the wow. hell? This is crazy. But I, I loved just being there on set and meeting all these people. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I booked another gig on Craigslist a week after as a bartender and the guy gave me a line too. So I'm like, wow. Oh wow, I'm moving on up. But, uh, yeah, that movie didn't go anywhere. So, but it was still an exciting time. So I, yeah. I, I got the bug, you know, I got mm-hmm. the bug. I started, um, pitching myself to, you know, student films and whatever I could book, really. Um, Working up from, you know, extras to supporting to lead roles. Um, And I was doing that for a little bit. And then the pandemic happened and acting stopped. And I was like, wow, I got to do something. So I I, I said to myself, well, I already know how to record music. I went to college for music, so I know how to Mm -hmm. record it. I could try VO out. Let me give VO a shot. Um... 
So I bought a bunch of equipment, some starter equipment. I uh, started narrating audiobooks, and I started to get paid for it. I was like, wow, I'm working from home. This is amazing. So I started to go out for commercial stuff, started booking more of that. And uh, yeah, now I'm a full-time VO actor. The rest is history. How did you book that first audiobook voiceover gig? I went to a site, ACX. Okay. I, I, the, the memory is fuzzy because it was three years ago, but mm-hmm. I just remember looking up online voiceover gigs. And okay. Actually, I think it was on TikTok where I saw some I'll guy pitching like, hey, you, you want to narrate audiobooks? Like, go to ACX. And like, he made it sound so easy, but it's not that easy yeah, to they always do set that. up your home studio, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, make a treated booth at home. Um, they always make it sound too easy. It's the same thing with social media. Everybody's like, you make so much money from social media. I'm like, yeah, like after two years when you figure out how to like shoot the stuff. Right, right. And, you know, the guidance and say like yeah you have to also be good at acting to do this <laughs> you, actually, uh, <laughs> you, you have know? to have talent you know right it's called voiceover but it's also called voice acting so yes. it's still acting so mm-hmm. but hey it worked for me right yeah. so i got on there and i started narrating audiobooks i narrated a bunch of self-help books um cool. and i started getting like paid and i'm like cool this is really cool um then i started to do a little bit more work like um, narrative audiobooks, and that was a lot of work because okay. they pay you PFH, right? So what does that mean per finished hour? You know what That's that means. Really so that yeah. means if they're like, hey, we'll pay you 500 bucks for our six-hour audiobook. You're like, oh, six hours for like, you know... 500 bucks, that, that's not a bad deal. Actually, that's going to be 12 hours because it's going to take you yeah. double the time to and record it. And if you it. like mess up a line or you whatever, have to stop. you have to think about to all edit. the logistics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it quickly added up to too much work for me. Mm-hmm. So, But then I discovered commercial stuff, um, animations, uh, video game work. And I'm like, oh, this is much better pay for less work. Yeah, it's more competitive. But I definitely felt more comfortable in that realm yeah. a little bit after. So, Yeah. It wasn't really long after I started narrating audiobooks that I, I got onto like a site like um, Voice123 or Voices.com. Um, and I just started submitting every day. So there's voiceover work on those websites? Yes, a lot. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, I would recommend Voice123 more so than Voices. Um, they have pretty high uh, uh, membership fees. Okay. But I don't think of it in terms of a casting site. I think of it in terms of like um, you are paying to market yourself to mm. clients you could go out and make your own site like a lot of the older vo people will be like hey you need to like pitch directly to companies and stuff and i'm like i don't want to do that i would rather just audition because i'm already an yeah. on-screen actor i know how to audition <clears throat> and i like auditioning yeah so these sites basically just you know they let you audition for a bunch of things a lot of things that makes sense to me as well because if they're posting on these sites you already know they want a voiceover artist whereas if you're yes. just pitching to them they might not even need a voice. Right. So you could just be yeah. wasting your time potentially if you just pitch like that. So. Right. And you're paying for your site and you're paying for all this other yeah. stuff. And I just, I think, I mean, I, I have a personal site, don't get me wrong, but I just think that's so old school that people aren't really going to your personal site. No one has time for that. I know. I <laughs> I, I was just telling you about my business mentor and I have an acting like business coach who helps me with my materials and stuff. And one of the other things she told me, she's like, girl, why you got a website? Ain't nobody looking at your website. I was like, Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I know it's funny how that is nowadays. Yeah. Um. Okay. So when you were submitting for voice acting jobs on these yeah. websites, did you have to? What was the first step? So in terms of like your voiceover reel, like yeah. did you start before you even had a reel? Did you mm-hmm. wait until you created one to start? So a lot of people think I need a voiceover reel mm-hmm. starting out. I need it. Yeah. You don't. Okay. Not if you want to submit yourself. If you want to get an agent, yeah, you need a reel. Yeah. But if you're thinking about an agent, you need a professional reel. <laughs> and if you're getting a VO agent, you need to have a booth in your house. You need to know what Source Connect is. You need to know what the difference between a condenser mic and a USB mic. An agent will talk to you if you don't know those things. Mm-hmm. You know. He's saying those. I don't know those things. <laughs> we'll talk about those mm-hmm. in depth. But um, yeah, I just started. I started on Voices first because I'm like, oh, it's a site called Voices. Clearly. This is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's $500 a year, which is a lot. And they, and they take 20% of every gig you book, which is also kind of like a sleazy agent, really. But, hey, I've booked a lot of work on that site. What do they typically pay, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Anywhere, uh, there are budget ranges okay. for jobs. So people yeah. will post a, a job from 100 to 250 and then 250 to 500 and then 500 oh, okay. to 750 750 to, you know, 1000 yeah. so on and so forth. Sure. 
Um, but when I started out, I was making, um, it took me like a month or two of steady auditioning to even get my first job on a site like that because it's so competitive, yeah. right? Um, but I did get a, an audition and it was actually for Rise of Kingdoms where me and Sophie met. <laughs> um, it was a Rise Any of LA Kingdoms. Any LA actor knows those games. <laughs> you guys know. Every LA actor goes through the rite of passage of a mobile game commercial. It's, yeah. <laughs> like low key. Or you know multiple people who have done with you if you haven't done one yourself. I guarantee it. You know somebody. Yes. Mm -hmm. We all know each other, really. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, but I, I got a... Uh, a VL ad for so them and, cool. and they paid like a 180 for like 30 seconds of work. Wow, and I was like, that's more than they pay some other actors for a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 180 for 30 seconds of work mm -hmm. um, for a mobile <clears throat> game ad, which is by the way, a low rate of pay, but uh, it, that may seem a lot coming out the gate. Right. But yeah, that's not considering, Oh, I had to invest in this gear. Oh, I had to invest in knowing how to record myself at mm -hmm. home. I'm my own sound engineer. You know, everything is now compressed. I've talked to a lot of sound engineers on the other side who are like, yeah, we just don't have many clients anymore because everyone's working from home. Mm. We all had to learn how to use Source Connect and basically record people from their houses. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. we can get into that later. Okay. But after that, um, I just started booking more and more. My second gig was like 280 for like um, an e-learning module. I, I played a 44-year-old like schizophrenic and something. Okay. 45 seconds of work, 280, easy. And I'm like, wow, what have I been doing? This is amazing. Mm -hmm. And it just keeps compounding after that because then you add those to your reel and then all of a sudden in three months you have a reel. You yeah. Know? It's like a business um, venture as well because you're kind of like you're learning how to set up the systems and stuff like that. And I'm sure like it's difficult and it's an investment at first, but once you get it down, I'm sure now you're in the place where it's like you get these things and you can probably film them super duper fast. Oh, and, yeah. Like, it's not as crazy to like set it up and oh yeah so. yeah exactly because um, yeah even when it comes to doing self-tapes it's important to have your studio just set up yeah you know you don't have to set up every time no but with vo it's so easy you just mm -hmm. go in you don't even have to put you can record in your pajamas get a cup of coffee i mean by 8 a.m i've i've submitted like 10 to 15 auditions Okay, wow. Yeah. So there's Monday a lot Friday. of voiceover work out there. There is a lot of work I'm out there, yeah. Wow, okay. when, um, last year, I mean, I was really gunning. I was doing like 20 to 25 a day. Wow. Kind of burned myself out doing that. So yeah. I, I shoot for 10 to 15 now, like quality ones. Okay. But there is so much work out there. I mean, there are commercials. There's animation, of course, video games. But then there's also e-learning and just yeah. random explainer videos. Like, oh, a lawn care company in Ohio mm -hmm. wants you to just explain their service. They have three services. They'll pay you two fifty each. Just to explain thirty seconds of their service. You know, there's yeah. so many things that require voices. It's it's insane. There's work for everybody. I think. Yeah, that's so interesting. I didn't realize there was such a demand like that for it. Yeah. So you see these jobs on like Voices.com or whatever, mm -hmm. and then they have a little like audition blurb is basically what it is, and you record yeah. your voice and you send it in. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And they'll maybe you know they might check out your profile, but yeah, you know we as actors know all, all our profiles should be up to date. Mm -hmm. So a reel would help there, yeah. but even just snippets of things like everything's clipped out nowadays on, on sites like that. People don't really listen to reels; they'll just listen to your clips. Yeah, you know, I'll have like oh my Del Taco ad, casual, fun, um, hip, you know, and that's it. So I have little stuff like that yeah. that people can listen to. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. When did you decide to get a voiceover agent? I have been looking for one for a while. I just got one. Um, oh, like recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am um, signed with Media Artists Group. Um, but I have been, I mean, I've been self-submitting for the past three years. Okay. Does that change anything now having an agent? Or are you still able to self-submit? I'm still self-submitting. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and of course, like I, you know, if I book something, I'll send send them through to him. Of course. Um but yeah, I mean, you can really have a career without any team. I I want a team eventually. Yeah, of course. Know. And as you go, I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy is that if you have the hustle and the drive and the grit, you can self submit. Yeah. And make a living, like Doing a real serious over. living, and not have a serving day job. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I wanted to succeed in VO so much was because I didn't want to have a day job anymore. Yeah. I, so I was going to ask you, it sounds to me as though VO is not 
maybe your 100% ultimate passion in life, mm-hmm. but what it is is something that you enjoy that's fun that gives you the financial freedom to then pursue your creative endeavors oh, without it's so being fun. drained. Yes, yeah. it is. I, it's so much more rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it's still acting, you know? It is, It's a yes. different kind of acting, but it's still acting. Yeah. It's still creative. Um, and you can do it forever, too. Another thing I, I'm always telling actors is, like, you don't want to be serving when you're, like, 50. Like, you just don't. You want to have. So that's why it's important to find some sort of, like, side hustle business type venture that you can do long term. Yes. Um, it's the same reason I do social media marketing for mm-hmm. businesses and, like, run their social accounts and stuff because it's a way I can make money and like not want to die because I enjoy what I'm doing, you know, or like UGC or whatever. It's like uh-huh. filming little commercials at home. That and it's fun stuff. and engaging to you. It is. Yeah. Likely. And it doesn't drain me like a serving job does. So oh. there are ways to make money as an actor and there are side hustles you can do that are not serving or catering jobs. Yes. And I recommend that. Yeah. Get and out of financially as as rewarding as well. Like that's another thing. Right. too. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, when I discovered VO, I'm like, oh, this is my ticket out. And I'm, yeah. I I have to admit, I was very lucky. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, the pandemic worked for me. Yeah. For a lot of people, it didn't. But I saw this, like, silver lining, and I, I said to myself, okay, this is my last chance to, like, do something big and send a Hail Mary, and maybe I can do this full time while pursuing on-screen work. And it worked. How long have you um, been doing it full-time, would you say? I've been doing it VO full-time for three years now. Okay, so since the beginning. Yeah. Since it took off in COVID. Okay, cool. I, I would say two years full-time because, like, during 2020, I, I was getting some of that government help, which yeah, was yeah, yeah. really yeah. nice. Uh-huh. And I feel like I deserved it because I served a lot, and I, I ate a lot of crap from people in West Hollywood. So I felt like I deserved mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, in 2021, when it, when the, the help ran out, I'm yeah. like, okay, this is it. The the, okay. the floaties are off, mm-hmm. and here we go. And, uh, and it actually worked, so. <laughs> Can I ask you, has your voiceover agent gotten you anything yet? I'm just curious. How no, I just signed with them okay. like a, a week ago. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Because I think now is the best time to get an agent. Yeah. Strike over. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. Now is the best time. Get a theatrical agent, get a VO agent, get any kind of agent, because now is the time. They're going to be sending out their people, you know, and even if you look like somebody on their roster, that person might book something and then they they need somebody that looks like that person on their roster. So Mm -hmm. you could fill in that. You you could step in. So, yeah, yeah, I've been gunning. I've been pitching a lot to just anybody Mm -hmm. who will take me because now's the time. Yeah, I'm I'm so interested to see how that will go with you. Ha- like, what, what the difference will be in these jobs that your agent gets you as opposed to the ones you're already doing. Like, I yeah. wonder if the agents see bigger voiceover jobs. Because, I mean, you booked a Del Taco commercial by yourself. Yes. So I'm almost curious to see, like... On Voice 1, 2, 3, yes. I know, like, we'll see looking. if people really do need one or not. Like, I'm just <laughs> curious to see if they'll be bringing you stuff you don't see on your own. You know, that will be interesting yeah. to find out. Well, he's already gotten me some great auditions. Oh, cool. And, okay. like, I mean... Stuff you don't see on your end No, absolutely well. not. No, because they have the good stuff. They do. They got the good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, he he pitched me to like a Netflix uh, film in Italian. Like it's it's, it's a dubbing the project. Dubbing. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. I have friends making money, money doing dubbing. Yeah. I forgot about that. And it's just yeah, fun. Right. And it, you know, it's yeah. like Netflix. It's quality work. You know, yeah. because with an agent, they have access to the quality projects. Yeah. You know, and we can find quality projects on our own. But mm-hmm. boy, does it take a lot of sifting through all yeah. the, the junk it does it does mm-hmm. and there are just legitimately stuff we will never see it's always crazy yeah. to me seeing my submission report on actors access from mm-hmm. the end of the year seeing all the like netflix and hbo and stuff that my agent mm-hmm. submitted me to that i never saw on my end like i'm right. very consistent with self-submitting every right. day I never have i bet I seen you're on it like every day like that. oh yeah never have i seen anything <laughs> we, we like all that are. <laughs> i know we are you know how it is oh, I, know. Yeah. I always love when i'm like on set and i like glance over at somebody see them on their phone on like the websites i'm like Key. We, we know you gotta keep i like those it, people they already think about the next gig yeah exactly <laughs> i know you have to you have, you have to, to. Mm-hmm. um you have to yeah yeah I, i'm interested to see what my agent's gonna get me yeah going back to that del taco ad i mean i booked that and then they came back you know if these people like you they're gonna just reach out to you they again came they came back in um a week ago and we recorded something else for del taco yeah and i have one client um huge client and I have worked with them all year. Oh my god! They, I didn't think like, about that. How you probably have reoccurring clients. I have a lot of Duh. reoccurring clients. Do you have like monthly retainers with anybody or anything no. of that sort? Okay. No. Um, I they probably don't need to. No, they don't. <laughs> they're on a pay-to-pay basis. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, one client has contributed to like almost like half my income this year. Whoa. They're pretty big. I'm not going to name them, but they're pretty big. Yeah. And when you do this for years and years, um, it's not like on-screen work where they'll call you back. They might. But with VO, if they like you and you're a good brand for their whatever they're pitching, yeah. they'll just keep bringing you back because you're easy yeah. to work with. They know you. They paid you. So And also, like, audiences resonate with people's voices, too. Yes. So if your voice is doing well on, like, their internet ads or whatever, Absolutely. they might as well bring you back. Yeah. So that's really cool. I didn't even think about yeah. Yeah, how it and, could be And, I mean, most of... Uh, I've, I have a little spreadsheet where I put in all my jobs and yeah. most of my jobs this year have been repeat jobs, Wow! but only because I worked so hard last year, of course, submitting <clears> 20 <throat> to 25 times a day, Yes, you know, putting in the work and yeah. now I can like ease on the brakes a little bit. I can ease up on the pedal, but, um, you know, I'm still gunning as fast as I can, but yeah. it's nice to like take a, you know. Take your foot off the gas just for a little bit. Right, yeah. And see like, oh, cool. This is what would happen if I stopped auditioning. I would still be okay. Yeah. Because I've worked with so many people. I can trust that they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good feeling. Can I ask, um, what is the most you've ever made off a voiceover gig? If you're comfortable sharing. The most? Yeah. Um, 15K. Okay. Should have been 23. 15K off of a yeah. voiceover gig. Uh, it was you recorded it at your house. At my house. He, he made 50K at his house. How many hours did it take 15, 15, 15. 15,000. Yeah, 15,000. Wow. It was one hour. Okay. Yeah. $15,000 but, but, one hour. But uh-huh. it was six radio ads okay. and six YouTube pre-roll ads. Um, different times. Yeah. And uh, I use this thing called the GVAA rate guide. Which, by the way, if you want to do VO, um, great resource. Just look that up. Google it. Um, they have standard rates for, like, professional VO people. Oh, and okay. so I did all the math in my head. I'm like, okay, cool. It should be 23K. They came back uh, at me with 10. I'm like, guys, uh, can we meet at the middle-ish? Let's do 15. And they said, sure. Okay. So it's tough when you're self-submitting because the low gigs are like, I'll take the money. But then when you have to quote, like, I've never quoted five figures in my life. That's smart, though, that you had that rate sheet to know. Yes. Um, especially, Michael, because you have been doing this for a while now. Like, you have mm-hmm. the credits to back yourself up and be like, this is my worth now. Like, I've done yeah, these big projects. It is. Maybe don't go quoting people 15K right <laughs> off the bat. But, you know, when you get to a certain place, it's important to know your worth. It um, is, yeah. That's something my manager has expressed to me. He's like, you know, that that's your, that's your rate now. I'm like, most people could not afford that. He's like, well, too bad for them because that's what you're worth. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You were telling me a little bit before we started recording, too, that this year you were focusing less on the smaller gigs and trying to only do um, more quality work, correct? Yes. Or, like, higher-paying gigs. I'm curious, um, did you see that come, did you see that, like, financially reward you, or has it gone the other way and it's been more difficult, or what have you seen kind of come from that? I've seen that financially reward me. It was a risk. I mean, I still auditioned a lot, but it was a risk that I was willing to take. Okay. And I was rewarded with it. Yeah. With, uh, so things did work out. Yeah, okay, they did cool. with more free time. But also, not only just like higher paying projects, but also just like projects that I want to work on. Like, if yeah. it's a cool student animation, I'll do it pro bono. You know, if it's something I believe in, I'll do it for less than I, you know, than they can pay me for. Yeah. Um, and I, my goal this year was really to just find these awesome projects to work on. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of did pay off. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good to know that. And probably less time consuming then as well because you're not spending your energy on these smaller gigs or was it still yeah, because you had to kind of find bigger gigs? I had more stuff? time on my hands, but okay. I think I just stressed myself out more because I'm like, what do I do with all this time yeah, now? Fair <laughs> I'm not trying to as brag about, I'm yeah. not trying to brag about all the free time I have, but like, yeah, I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. So, um, which is such a good spot to be in, especially because yes. as actors, we spend so much of our lives not in that spot. So when you do get to a place where you have time, I'm like, what do I do now? I should be I always know. working on my career. Like, uh, what else can I do? It's like, actually there's only so much you can do. It's true. Yeah. On your acting career, mm-hmm. you have to just be patient and wait. Right. And also, I think the best actors are just the ones that live life. Yeah, life experience you know. is what makes you a good actor. And we yes. get so effing weird as actors thinking that we need to constantly be, like, doing things for uh-huh. our craft. I'm and an it's actor, like, no, yes. Just, I'm a, mm, right, yes. No, just be a human Acting being. is my life. I'm like, I don't think anybody would hire anyone no. who said that. No, just be a human being. You know, yeah. Um, 
It's yeah. like when you walk in that commercial room, they're like, oh, so say 30 seconds about yourself. Like, you're not going to say you're an actor. Right. <laughs> you know. Except for, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people do. Life hack, don't say that. Don't say yeah. that. The client's not going to want right. to hear that. I don't know um, about you as a person. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a musician. I'm a surfer. And I like walking my dog, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. A human being. Yeah. Okay, let's, um, if you're cool, let's transition into some equipment talk. And yeah, talk sure. About your recommendations for anybody who wants to start doing VO, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a big gearhead, and I will say that whenever I talk to people about VO, I see the smile on their face, and then... <laughs> As you're talking about it, yeah. Because <laughs> they're just like... The problem with VO for actors is that it's a huge barrier to entry. Because you have to okay. get all this gear, and you have to learn the technology. And mm, just most people don't want to do that. So since you were coming from music, did you already have a base knowledge, do you feel like, of audio equipment and stuff like that? Or did yeah. you have to learn a lot? I, I had oh. a good base knowledge. Okay, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to get, like, an AKG mic when I'm really ready to go pro. But mm-hmm. when I started out, I simply did some... Um, search online. I, I use Sweetwater.com. It's a great site for gear, for music gear in general. Um, and I found a good starter kit. I found a Rode NT1A, um, a Focusrite Scarlet 2i2. That's the audio interface that you plug the mic into that feeds into your laptop. Um, and then, of course, you need a laptop. Um, I have a Mac, um, which I really recommend for just any creative work. Yeah. Um, but you could use a PC too, and it depends on what DAW you want to use. So, what do I mean by that? DAW, like GarageBand or Logic Pro, or uh, people use Adobe Audition. Um, I don't like Adobe. I don't like paying twenty dollars a month for the rest of my life. So, I just bought Logic Pro for two hundred bucks. I have it for life, and that's what I use to record. Okay, that's what I use to record. So, I had this AKG condent. Uh, sorry, uh, this Rode NT1A mic feeding into the Focusrite Scarlett 2A2, and that was good enough. Like, that's a good enough setup to just start and really get some pro gigs. Like, I recorded a Nerf audition with that. Um, I recorded a GMC audition with that, and then I booked those jobs with that mic, and it only cost me five hundred dollars. Okay, so it paid for itself. Yes, yeah. it did and immediately. Then, and then some. And 50K. then some. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then some. Um, so you didn't build... I know now you have a super dope like home studio or whatever, but you didn't start dope. off with that. It, okay, it, well, whatever. It gets whatever. the job done. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but you didn't start off with that, right? So you did just start off with I, your little mic in your laptop? I started, off, I started off under like a blanket fort. Okay. Um, I'm, um, I know the, uh, the voice actress of Marceline um, Adventure Time because oh, I cool. worked with her, her father, Martin Olson, on a feature film, um, The Second Age of Aquarius. Uh, and I, he told me that like when they recorded her for a movie, the sound engineer came over during COVID and basically set up a blanket fort to record under. So once I heard that story, I'm like, ah, the pros, this is how it gets done. It just gets done. You know, it doesn't matter what you have at home. Just get it done. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you have a blanket fort to record under, yeah, it's going to get hot. When I was recording audiobooks underneath that thing. I was in my underwear sweating like bullets, sweating bullets in the summertime, trying to get this cash, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But uh, eventually my girlfriend was like, you need something more pro than this. So she got me some kind of wardrobe curtain um, changing thing off okay. Amazon for 30 bucks. Um, and then I put some moving blankets on top of it and a duvet. And that's all I have. Yeah. Oh, OK. Cool. So that is my booth. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to you about my gear. And then with the gear, whatever DAW you use, you can put um you can use a plug-in right so i, I like to use this isotope remind RX me what thing. the daw is daw digital audio workstation but okay. no one calls it that okay. so anything like GarageBand or even audacity oh, okay. which is free um for pc users um so you got to get this gear you got to learn this daw stuff mm-hmm. which one do you use what i use logic recommend? pro logic pro okay, yes the one you said it's you just so for. easy okay they streamlined it over the years they made it much easier for um just beginners to get into it's much easier than like um uh pro tools you know okay that's like some advanced stuff Mm -hmm. you really got to take like a course on pro tools to really understand how to use pro tools so logic pro is the platform that you record your auditions in yeah so like the record buttons in there everything like that it's just everything is right there okay Mm -hmm. all you gotta do is press r starts recording when you're um delivering your audio files to your clients do you have to edit them 
So if there's like yeah. mistakes you make, do you have to deliver it to them fully ready to use? Yes. You yeah. You got to okay. edit out your mistakes. You yeah. Do. Okay. Because everybody expects you to be the sound engineer. Okay. So you really Noted. need to understand how to like be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the world keeps condensing us into like more and more roles that we it have really to like does. champion. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Like I didn't, I don't want to be a writer and a producer and this, I just want to <laughs> act. I like know. I really just want to do, I think Christian yeah, Bale said that once enough. he just wants to act. When someone's like, oh, you want to direct? He's like, no, I just want to act. And right. I'm like, cool, me too. I just want to act. But unfortunately, if you want to do VO from home, you do need to be a, b- a little bit of an engineer. Yeah, okay. Um, so you have to edit your own mistakes. And then, of course, the client's going to come back at you with you know, sometimes revisions. Yeah. Maybe you said a word wrong or you didn't say it the way you wanted uh, they, that that they wanted you to say it, but you know that's all part of the game. So okay, so do a lot of the time they will give you notes on like how they want you to present it, or is that not Absolutely. usually a thing? Because since you're auditioning, it's probably almost easier to audition and then book something as opposed to if they were just to come to you, right? Because if you're auditioning, they already know the way you're going to deliver lines. Yes, they, they... They can almost revise you from there sometimes, probably. Sometimes they even just take the audition file. They're oh, like, no, oh, really? that was good enough. Yeah. That's nice. That's a, that's a rare case. Yeah. But you're like, oh, wow. Like, and you're like, uh, do you want a WAV file at least? And they're like, no, nah, we're fine with the MP3. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are nuts. But, uh, yeah, sometimes that happens. But off of that audition file, they'll be like, hey, uh, so-and-so, we loved how you sounded in your audition file. Could you add just a little bit more energy and make it uh, a little bit more conversational? That's if you're self-directing and you're recording on your own. Um, I do a lot of live sessions, too, and that's where the big money is, the live sessions. Oh, where they're with you when you record. Yes, right? they're with me mm-hmm. on um, in in the the ethers of the sound world. Um, So I talked about Source Connect before, right? That's a really pro program that VO people use to record their mics from different locations. So like my big client, the one, the 15K one, they're in St. Louis. They're recording on Zoom with the client and the sound engineer is recording me off of my microphone in Los Angeles. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. So we're dealing with like different time zones and everything. And I'm getting live feedback from these people on Zoom. I can't even see them. I can hear them. But they're on Zoom with the sound engineer. And they're giving me live feedback. And I have to then just do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where the the good money is. Because yeah. if they have Source Connect, that means they ha- they're paying a sound engineer. No, and it's like a, they have the money to spare. You know, How long are those sessions usually? One, one to two hours. Okay. Yeah. They, they, people don't push you as a VO person. They're like, oh, we want to save your voice. I'm like, it's been 15 minutes. I'm fine. I can, I could go all, all, all night, but with video games, it's different because you're screaming and dying. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's important to have that. But I mean, most of the time you will be self-directing just doing it by yourself Mm -hmm. and you have to just trust. I mean, the way I approach VO, I'm like, well, how would I want this to sound? If I was watching Hulu, I hate commercials. I watch them now. You know, it's a study. Yeah, <laughs> and like, I can't watch them the same anymore, though. I like, watch a commercial <laughs> and I'm like, she moved her arm from the last, from the continuity. last side. Continuity. 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 I saw that. Um, but, I mean, I'm like, okay, if I was just on the couch and I, you know, I was trying to sell this product, how would I sound? You know? Yeah. Um, how, I'd, how would I think this sounds? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, in um, Logic Pro. Yeah. Can you, do you edit in there as well? I do edit, yes. Okay, that's nice. So it is really an all-in-one platform. You record your audition, you can edit it, and then what, you like save it to your files and just submit on the Yeah, I've got all the macros on the keyboard. Like, Mm -hmm. I I can record it. I can bounce the project. I I, I can bounce the sound file into either an MP3 or a WAV file Mm -hmm. immediately and then just send it over to them. Yeah. And there's one more chain in this process, like the mastering process. There's not much, too much mastering that has to be done with VO, but I have uh, something I use called Isotope RX. Um, you can probably get a sweet deal on their elements package. The voice denoiser makes my VO booth sound like this room. Okay. Quiet. Mm-hmm. So you need some plugins like that too. Especially living in Los Angeles. What oh, part of LA do you live in? I live right next to Fountain Ave. Oh, love. Mm. Great. Mm. Fabulous. Mm. <laughs> and do you have sound panels <laughs> in your place too or no? No, I don't. Okay. I'm really bad. But I'm doing it full no, time, yeah, so it's working. Even, whatever, yeah. <laughs> like I'm sure a sound. I'm sure like a real VO person would come to my house and be like, oh, "Wow, you're recording here." But like I've been doing it, yeah, for about three years. No, yeah, you're a testament of like Make making it, it work. work. I like what you said yes. about even the blanket thing. Like we get, so, especially as actors, where like a lot of us are such perfectionists that we make it so weird, like thinking through all the details and like trying to have it perfect that people never start. And I'm like, no, sometimes like you just got to start because you're never gonna yes. have it perfect, and it's things are gonna. 
come up you can't prepare for anyway so you might as well just start and like fix it as you go but don't make it so weird just start i've let go of uh being perfect Mm -hmm. and my acting has skyrocketed Mm -hmm. in on-screen work and vo i've just let go i don't do more than two takes unless i don't know the lines yeah but i i won't do more than two takes i'll be like cool great i I think i got it Mm -hmm. that's who i am this is what i've done you either like it or you don't. Yeah, no, I agree. Because you know? if you, yeah, if you keep doing it, you just again, it's like being a weird actor. Like you get too much in your head. Like nah, just just be present and do the thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And also, like, how different can you make it, but still realistic? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you do more than two takes, then you're gonna be like, I'm gonna do this one sad. I'm gonna do this one angry, and you uh-huh. start getting all weird and like performative, and it just just doesn't work yeah they might want to see multiple takes like that for vo if you're doing like um, a narrative project like an animation or a video game yeah that makes sense do you recommend sending do you ever do that for your audition send multiple takes if you think my agent usually wants me to send two okay um but i'm telling you by by the first five or ten seconds they'll know yeah yeah sometimes i have to read like a minute script they're like oh the client has no imagination and they need you to read this three minute thing. I'm like, cool. In five seconds, you're going to know whether or not I'm the voice. But the best VO auditions are the ones just three to five lines. It's perfect. You can get that done. If you're good at recording on your DAW and you got all the skills, you can get that done in like a few minutes. Mm. And then, and then you're doing 10 to 20 a day and you will see results like within a few weeks. You, it's a numbers game. You will see results. Yeah. You know, Same thing with auditioning. I think um, so. For those like voiceover auditions, how long would you say it takes you every day to do those like 10 to 20 at this point? 10 to 20, I do like 10 to 15 when I wake up. I walk my dog and then I'll just do a few more throughout the day. Okay. I'll just be at home and some will trickle in. Oh, okay, so okay. So usually Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. it'll be like 20 to 25. And then even on the weekends, I'm auditioning. Okay. I love doing this. Yeah. I Sometimes I'm like, I should stop working because... That's not what we're here to do. No, but that's but the I am American. Of so. <laughs> no, of course, yeah. yeah I just the love ultimate, doing. It. I love making money. Yeah, no, the ultimate like, yeah, that's such a blessing in life is when you finally find a way to make money that you enjoy doing. Yes, it shouldn't feel like work. And so the fact it that you're doing it. it on the weekends, like that is, I just enjoy is it. A testament. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll do less yeah. on the weekends for sure. But like, if there's a fun animation that came in on the weekend, yeah, for like an indie whatever short i'll do it Mm -hmm. it's just it's fun for me because with acting we don't get many opportunities you know i used to play music i can go home and practice music i can't go home and practice acting what i'm gonna do is a monologue in front of a mirror you need (laughs) an audience to act right so right another person to act off of the reality yeah right but but the great thing about vo work is that you can just do that without anybody so to me i i got hooked because i'm Mm -hmm. like wow this is like me playing my scales again I can just do this all the time. Yeah. And then when you do it all the time, you get so good. Mm-hmm. And you get your systems down and it's less time consuming yes. all the things. For most of your voiceover work, Michael, are you making like silly voices or anything? Or for most of them, are you just kind of talking as yourself? Um, It depends on the brand. On, on, okay. on the brand. Like for, I don't know, uh, for like a cool alcohol or nicotine ad, maybe I'll add this little voice, you yeah. know? A uh, little sportsy, little mm-hmm. fratty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But for um, for other characters, it, it all de- it all depends on the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever take a voiceover class? I'm curious. No, I've never taken voiceover okay, wow. class. Um, You've taken plenty of acting classes, I'm sure. So that's yes. They do focus a little bit on voice in certain classes, but and you're a musician, so you also probably already. Does that absolutely translate to yes. speaking at all? Like you know, maybe certain uh, things to watch that a hundred percent. Yeah, I will say that um, taking singing lessons for me uh, when I was nineteen, I was like thirteen years ago. Jeez, that helped me eleven years down the line, and I didn't even realize it yeah. because she taught me Isn't how to funny? use my voice, how to resonate here, yeah. low and then high, right, using chest versus mm-hmm. neck and th- and head voice. And that really helps with VO because now I know how to like reach the different ranges of my voice. You know, I go out for stuff that's like 18 years old and then I go out for stuff that's like 40 to 50. So my yeah. my age range for VO is like 18 to 50 because I can get really high up there and sound like a young yeah. kid or I can get like really low and sound yeah. like an older person. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. Music definitely helped a mm-hmm. lot with VO. Any musician would have a very easy time getting into VO. 
Yeah. I feel like actors and musicians both probably have more of an advantage than the average human being. Coming yeah. To a lot of Just average. Oh, well, I don't Maybe. A lot of normies um, come to me and they're like, oh, I, you know, my mom said that I have a great voice. Like, I'm like, I'm sure you do. But this is also acting and you have to be ready for rejection after right. rejection. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like on on one of these sites, you can sh you can see the short lists and then you can also see them disappear. So yeah. I had like 320 shortlisted auditions on this one site. And now at the end of the year, it's 240 because people have just taken me off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, 80 people have decided I'm just not good so enough. Yeah. I don't know if the average person can handle being rejected from job to job. You know, and people talk about getting a job nowadays. I'm like, I, I go out for jobs every day. Yeah. Like, I've numbed myself to rejection mm -hmm. at this no, point. Yeah. As a performer, you have <laughs> to, especially in L.A., like, mm -hmm. it's so competitive here in every facet that, yeah, you have to. You have to just be like, okay. Yeah, cool. you got to numb On it. to the next, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in a healthy way, next. in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, uh, oh, I did it. I'm forgetting it. Yeah. That's My mom would be like, oh, you went out for Verizon, right, three weeks ago. And I'd be like, oh, I did go out for Verizon yeah. three weeks ago. Damn. I didn't want to think about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they'll come back. That's another thing too. Sometimes back. projects exactly. do reach out way later. Um, okay, so really quick, just so we have a list, what are the voiceover sites you recommend if anybody wants to start doing voiceover? Yeah. Um, I recommend starting off Voice123. Voice they one, two, have different three. membership okay. um, uh, uh, fees for different like plans. You can like start at $300 a year. I'm on the $900 a year plan, so I see some okay. bigger gigs. Yeah. They have a $5,000 a year plan. I'm like, that's too much. Okay. Like, you guys <laughs> yeah. are like, oh my God. But then like, you know, th those are like the 10 to 15K jobs, you know, mm. that the agents have. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So you could start off there. And, I'm sure and one day you'll be on that 5K plan, my friend, maybe at this, this rate. Maybe this year. Who mm -hmm. knows? Um, I recommend Voice123 for sure. I okay. recommend Voices.com after you have, like, s established your home booth. Okay. Um, and then I would recommend Backstage for some minor voiceover work. It's mainly become a lot of UGC stuff. Yeah. I, um, I'll tell you guys, I've done voiceover stuff from Backstage that I record with this little guy. The SM7 on my phone. Oh, on your this. phone. Like they'll the be okay off. with this, yeah. Because if it's like UGC or social media, stuff, they want they it don't to care. sound like that. So the, I would, I would agree with that. Is what I'm saying is like if you're a very, very beginner backstage, and like you can even just practice doing stuff on your little phone. That this will give you some sort of something yeah you know to like back yourself up before you go to those big sites absolutely Say, oh, I did voiceover in a social media ad at the very least yeah um, so those three sites I would recommend um I mean, I also use Actors Access. There's some stuff on there. Every yeah. Moment. Just, it's very few though. And even on Casting Networks, but it's very few. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize there were actual voiceover sites, to be honest. Like that never crossed There's my even mind. more than those two, but I'm like, I, yeah. I can't be on more than five sites. No, fair enough. But the fact that there's more than that, look how much opportunity there is. There's a lot of opportunity. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And there's also ACX too, if you want to get into audiobooks. I'm done okay. with audiobooks. Okay. But go ahead. I thought about audiobooks, <laughs> but after hearing his story, uh, no, and I look, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, Don't get me wrong. It's just learned. a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, my last audiobook was 13 hours and I said never again. And I, I, I quoted her at 540. I'm like, oh, this is a good deal. It was 26 hours of work yeah. and it was grueling. It was multiple characters and different voices. And you get residuals for audiobooks. No. You should get residuals for audiobooks. <laughs> no. This should be a. Maybe a SAG thing. might give you residuals, but, Maybe. you know, non union. Nah. Yeah. And, yeah, those are the sites I would recommend. And then mm -hmm. also, um, we talked about a reel a little bit. I would yeah. recommend making a fake reel. Yes. Yeah. I even like, um, again, on backstage when I'm pitching to these voiceover things, I literally have like a voice memo that again, I recorded with like a lava on my phone that kind of does the job and it has booked me stuff. So yeah. to start off, um, I think that can be good. I have like a sad dog commercial voice in there, like a meditative voice exactly. and then a like can't be animated voice. Just so Boom. Kind of exactly. Know. Three examples of yeah. just of, of what you sound like mm -hmm. starting out would give your clients or whoever you're auditioning for a much better idea of who you are. And uh, you can even put some background music behind that um, to make it sound like you actually booked a job. Yeah. That's how I started off. I just yeah. read some sample scripts. I just Googled VO yeah. sample scripts. And um, that's how I, I started off. Yeah. Fake it till you make it, my friends. Gotta. It's really true. You it's don't have so to be professional. You just have to look professional. It's so cliche. But being yourself and just faking it till you make it is just, wow, it gets you it so is. far. Especially in L.A. <laughs> Especially here <laughs> and in the industry. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, so 
before our fast risky five michael i'm curious what is a mistake you made when you first started doing voiceover that you would give our viewers to make sure they don't make the same one is there anything that comes to mind huh a mistake maybe not because it sounds like you had a lot of like a little bit of hard times but it sounds like you learned from them all so i did yeah um hmm <laughs> i made no mistakes i did everything perfectly <laughs> no no i um i what mistake i um Hmm. I guess the only thing I regret is not like doing social media more. And we joked about it, but I wish I had started sooner. I really do. Mm-hmm. I wish I had got out of serving much sooner. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoyed some of my time serving, but yeah. I just felt like it didn't help me with my acting. It drained me mm-hmm. a lot. Um, mentally, physically, yeah. um, I was drinking more than I should have. And I just wish I had found something like as creative and fulfilling um, and financially su- stable as, as VO work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not financially stable at the beginning, but if you, if you put the time in day yeah. by day, uh, you will, these clients will start to, you know, uh, they'll start to see you mm-hmm. and hear you again and again. And eventually yeah. you will get these repeat clients and you'll be able to make a, a career out of this. So. It really is a business like yeah. what you're doing. Cause it is that investment up front that like learning, going through the hard times and then once you kind of get your business up and going you learn the systems the money comes easier and you have more control so absolutely and you get the higher way. paying jobs and then you have a little bit more leverage yeah i mean that nerf job that i booked on backstage with my starter kit um that was like 2500 for one hour Wow. that was my biggest job i'm like i booked like four jobs before this i'm being live directed i was nervous i was sweating before this audition mm-hmm. And now I just walk in the room, just like, well, hey, I'm here. I know what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever had a gig force you to go to a studio or no? The only time I ever went to a studio was for a Toyota tagline. Okay, they asked the you new BZ4X Toyota. Let's go places. Beautiful. <laughs> they, Where's that airing? <laughs> it, uh, they were they they're renegotiating with me, so it might mm-hmm. be airing. A, again for another year do you get residuals for no but this is a great uh segue into usage so that 15k job sounds like a lot of money right so those are those were 12 ads for one year so they can run those ads for one year and that's why they have to pay me that much right because they're buying me out there's no residuals in non-union work at all you know there's only there's only residuals with sag so when you're in SAG, um, is that going to limit a lot of your voice work if you were to join SAG? It would limit a majority of it. Okay. But guess what? Certain uh, categories like e-learning, that's not SAG. Okay, it doesn't even matter. So if I were to flip SAG, I would probably lose a lot. I mean, I would, I would, I would be worried about doing yeah, this full fair time, enough, fair enough. considering how much competition I would now face okay. and how many jobs are out there. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't be too scared because there are opportunities like e-learning and other things. Explainer videos. I don't think those fall under any SAG um, blanket. And the SAG rates are probably higher as well. The SAG rates are higher, yeah. Absolutely. Although if you're already making 15K non-union, I don't know. It makes me like, hmm. You do you even got Now, to hold on a sec. That was a very lucky client. I know. It I doesn't know. happen so all the time. Right, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, that's that's great. I've also had some other great clients this year, too. Um, but, yeah, you're right. If I'm making that, then why would I? Well, I mean, SAG, that's, that's really the big bucks, you know? Really the big bucks. Yeah. A client comes to you, you want 50K? Got to join SAG. Say less, my uh, guy. Yeah, <laughs> say, say no more. Right. I'm paying. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, you don't get residuals. Mm-hmm. However, you do have to get your own health care. You know, if you know if if you're if you're going self-employed. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. thinking about. That's um, real. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about going S corp next year. Okay. I've been talking to a few tax people. Um, the work we do as freelancers, actors, we would all benefit from probably going S corp at a certain level, considering that we have no overhead and. Uh, and even if you're inside, you have to make that like threshold in order to qualify for the insurance. So a yeah, lot of my seven k, which apparently like eighty percent of people don't make. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of my side friends don't even. Yeah. Or they end up paying out of pocket to then get that. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a huge catch twenty two. It's like, do I want to go? Do I want to stay in this nice little non union bo pocket, making pretty good money, or do I want to take a big risk and go over SAG and I, man, I could really make some bigger money there? Um, 
but doing the non-union VO work basically gives companies an incentive to keep doing the non-union VO work, right? So yeah. it's like a double-edged sword. It's it's, it's a triple-edged sword almost. It it's is. like, yeah, yeah I do lo- I do love making good money at this level in my career, but I would like to have the protection and benefits of SAG. Of course. Um, to be a part of that prestigious union. I mean, yeah. that's the end goal for most of All us, of right? Us, yeah. However, it's a new era, uh, and you really, if you want, you could say, no, I don't want to join SAG. I could potentially make almost six figures a year doing non-union stuff. I will hustle for the rest of my life. I will have to pay for my own health insurance, but you, that option is on the table. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to say before Fast Frisky 5? Yes. Okay. VO stuff. I would do it. Go on YouTube, learn how. That's all I can really recommend, but I would get in as soon as I could. I am truly, guys, like I am genuinely going to start going more forward in VO and I will (laughs) give updates. I will will document this a little bit. And any Um, actors watching this, hit me up. Yeah, all his stuff will be down below, so. Yeah. Okay, actually, I'm sorry, Michael. One more question before Fast Risky 5. Let's do it. I'm curious because you, again, I was stalking your Instagram. You do a lot. Like, obviously, you do the voiceover and stuff, too, mm-hmm. but I saw you did a play this year. You've yeah. done a couple features this year. Yeah. I looked at his IMDb. This man's done, like, 30 films um, <laughs> on IMDb, and IMDb doesn't even have any, everything. So you do a lot in addition to VO as well. That's so right. how do you kind of manage it all? Um, um it it kind of manages itself. Okay. I uh the VL work is so um compressed and quick. I mean, I can knock out like a I mean, m- most of the time they're going to give you like what a 1 to 3 minute script to read and then like you bang that out in like 10 to 30 minutes or it's a live session for 30 minutes to an hour and then you're done with the rest of your day. Okay. So that gives me plenty of time to just go to set and just Yeah. um you know, block out days. Okay. My one problem that I'm running into is if I'm on set now, I'm like, man, I could be making VO money. But that's not the point. The point right. was the VO is supposed to, no, <laughs> to support enough. the on-screen work, which now I'm like, oh, you're only paying this amount of money on screen. But I'm like, I sh- I'm always grateful for any opportunity to be yeah. on screen, especially after the COVID pandemic. I mean, yeah, of course. This is the worst three years to become an actor. If you became an actor in these three years, God bless you, because you did the unimaginable. I moved to LA during COVID. I did become professional oh, actor God during bless COVID. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. now look at you. You're surviving and thriving. Mm-hmm. We're out here. We're trying. We're doing that. <laughs> says thriving. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we'll say it. We'll speak into existence. Um, all right, ready for fast, risky, fast? Let's do it. All right. So these are fast questions that require a lot of thought. So it's an oxymoron. Favorite quote? <sighs> um, uh, some dive into the sea, some toil upon the stone. Okay. Something in LA not a lot of people know about. El Segundo. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> Fair enough. Anybody not in LA for sure doesn't. Favorite line in a movie? <sighs> um, when Han Solo says, when, when Princess Leia says, I love you, and he goes, I know. <laughs> Pickles, yay or nay? What? Pickles. Pickles? Yay, yay, yay. Hard yay. Quick answer. Recent obsession. Uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. It's a video game. All right, fair enough. He's got to play video games because this man does I'm doing over. research. I'm writing this mm-hmm. off and I'm doing research. Okay. No, hey, yeah. That's, when you're an actor, anything's a write-off. That's right, Literally it is. anything. Yes, um, that's what your accountant will tell you. Mm-hmm. My mom's my accountant, so it works out. So <laughs> my hair's a write-off. My nails are a write-off. That's right, gas. <laughs> this podcast studio's a write-off. <laughs> this podcast is a write-off because it's helping my acting career. Yeah. Anyway, and on that note, anything else you'd like to leave our viewers with, Michael? Um, don't be afraid to get out there and just start hustling. Uh, go and grab what's yours. Yeah. Do it. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye.